0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for November 20th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller,
1: alongside the rogue one, at Gary Whittaker. Good morning. Good morning to you. Year is end of the year is fast approaching. It's, it's fast. coming like right so up on fast. us. I like know, Thanksgiving's next week. Yeah. Is it? Thanksgiving's, yeah, next, week? Thanksgiving's next week. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um and uh I've got my. I found a Christmas. Mug I know in your, this is the uh, problem. I, I literally in your, in your in your kitchen cabinet.
0: Kevin said, "Hey, are you guys ready?" And I said, "Born ready." And he's like, "All right, Mike's going live And I looked over. Kevin, we are not ready. I need you to go to my desk. I need you to go to the top. No, the middle drawer. Pull it out. There's chalk in there. Gary, grab the, the. We have to. If it's the countdown to Christmas cup. You have to put the countdown oh, to yeah. Christmas on hey,
1: it. Hey Siri, how many days until Christmas?
0: 35 right, 30 so a and big and fat 35 30. on here how you
1: been gary i've been good i've been i've been a little bit over overwhelmed uh, yeah? busy what movie are you
0: writing this time what are you writing well, we've got, what we've got, series I've got, comic book What's we've happening got family
1: staying with us at the moment oh, you know, it's like the house is chaotic exciting. um I, I am it's just one of those things where like just a lot of projects of all kind of like deadline wise have all kind of like, crashed together at yeah. once and i'm just trying to kind of put out fires here there and everywhere
0: how how hard is it for you? I mean, everybody I know it's hard for people who work at home, but for something especially thank, thank you very much, Kevin. We need this this is desperate information. For someone that has to be so self motivated to go down there and write scripts, do things like that, when you have family over, when we get to the holidays and your daughter has time off of school, is that stress you out even worse or is it does everybody know that when daddy goes downstairs, leave him alone?
1: I mean to I mean to some extent, but like I always you know, I never want to be that guy in the bad Hollywood movie who realizes that you know, he never had time for his kids yeah. because he was too. You know, you know, like, every time that my kid comes up to me and says, "Daddy, will you play with me or whatever?" and I isolate, like, "Not now, sweetie, I'm working." Like, yeah, I just feel like just feels uh, like a yeah, ripped, yeah. Like, you're like, I'm that guy, and you never want to be that guy. Sure. So I always try to make time for my kid. I'll, sometimes I'll just blow off the whole day. Yeah. Or like a chunk of the day or whatever, because um, yeah, I, I just hate that feeling of like having to turn my kid. Sometimes you've got to do it because like, sure. I've really got to do the work. You've Got to keep your just, clothes I, on her back, right? It's a t- you'll 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 find this all out for yourself one day when there are lots of little. Gregs and Jens sure. b- running around. Yeah. And you'll 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 get it. It's not it's not easy. Not I think you I think you you uh uh w- I'm going to say will not just would. I think you will. Uh, make a very good dad, actually. Thank you. I think you'll be an excellent dad.
0: I'm excited about it, because in the beginning, you know, I'll be able to do the shows with them and the baby Bjorn. And then when they get right. a little older, put them in the spare room, put a Twitch cam on them,
1: give out a private link to everybody on Patreon who wants to go watch the kid grow up. Well, wow, that's not creepy at all. Not at all. Hey, Today you know, we're going to talk oh, about Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the show, I shouldn't... This is 35 days until Christmas. Yeah. But what we really need to do is shave eight days off that and have this say, Kevin, how many days until Cats... Cause that's what I really care about. We're going to see cats, right? You and me. We are. We're going. There is a small chance that we that what? I won't be. Don't able to don't go. do this to me. It, it's. <laughs> what do you? What, <laughs> I what, what, was part a, of this conversation there's, yesterday. There's a small chance that what? That I won't be able to go. Why? Why? Um, I'm, I'm yeah. Why is that? I can't talk about it. He can't talk about it on the air. All right. Well, we. You, this was part of the whole deal. Look, you I and I were gonna I, go. I understand. Should I? Kevin mute
0: floated this out yesterday. What?
1: Should I mute? Yeah. It? Go ahead.
0: We're gonna mute the mics a second so Kevin. Not can Not only did you first hold love on. He just mute the mics. All right, I'm, how I'm how sorry you didn't works. get to,
1: I'm sorry you didn't get to hear that, but just know from someone who did hear it, that excuse was fucking bull. That's weak <laughs> as shit. That is a weak ass fucking excuse. Would you would you want Kevin, I'm trusting you to make the right choice. First of all, the right choice.
0: I, I, I believe that there's a good 30% chance you're going to flake just for Oh, it's higher
1: than that. There's only No, zero chance. I just brought it up out of nowhere. I'm the one saying You're I'm- the one that brought up this idea. Screen you're cats. the one that sent me the the ticket saying I screen cat you're the one said here's the day. I put it in it's in my calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in. You can't do all of this and then pull the rug. I also was like, hey, we shouldn't talk about it. For something which, frankly, you're gonna have many other opportunities to do. You're only gonna have one opportunity to do this. Wow. Look at that Look, so I mean, He's not wrong. You've got to decide what's important to you, Kevin. That's all.
0: Man. Stay yeah, tuned, everybody. Th- what will on. be important to Kevin? I'm you know what I mean? <laughs> Today on this show, though, we're going to talk about Borderlands getting a big update, Half-Life rumors, and are we misinterpreting Bobby Kodak? Because this... It's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindofFunny.com slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash KindofFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, and Listening on podcast services around
1: the globe. This is gonna be a bad show, Greg, because I've got I'm I'm in a fucking bad mood now. Yeah, Kevin's put me in a really bad <laughs> I'm mood. I'm so sorry, Kevin! You've thrown me off. I've li- I've been so excited about this for weeks now. I've been He telling- and I have been DMing about our own little back channel going. I've- and Kevin's been the Instagram. He's the one sending me the t- screening tickets going, hey, you well, wanna go? To, Let's to, go. To be fair, you were the one that put the idea out there, and I wanna do it. I- it is like Ask anyone. When I got the invite to go see Cats, I was like, "Whoa, this is happening!" I made a big deal about it. Yeah, and now what? You know,
0: not with you, Gary.
1: God damn it, Craig! You chill out. You
0: I'm chill just saying, do you have another shot the next day? You know. What's gonna change? Is, that, is What's that gonna true? change overnight? You could you could do the thing the next day? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. I don't know if I <laughs> think oh, I love thing. it. I love watching <laughs> him squirm. Is, well, it's
1: just this is painful. This is painful. I don't want to hurt this. Let me ju- let me just tell you something. If I had the same choice, uh-huh. I would still be I'd be I, I would simply say, hey, I would love that, but I've already made plans with Kevin. What it? And I'm a loyal guy. I'm a, I'm a loyal friend. I'm not going to get more excited about doing this thing together if, and then pull the if, rug out, at the last me, second. Hear me out, hear me out. What if I cut Greg from the thing I'm going to do on Tuesday and I put you in instead because Greg's a bitch, you know what I mean? Wait, so instead of, instead of doing the, instead of going to see Cats on Tuesday, you and I do the other thing? Yeah. I'd rather do Cats, to be honest with you. Look
0: at him. God, that's a man right there. That's crazy. That's a man You're right crazy. there. He loves again, bad movies. Uh,
1: uh, like, we'll talk about it after the show. Okay, all right.
0: Housekeeping I'm... for you, London Calling. Remember, kind of funny, myself, Tim, and Nick are headed to London this weekend. Tomorrow, we ship off. You... Can no longer come to the Kind of Funny World Tour meet and greet. We put up tickets; they got gone in like two seconds. Sorry about that. But if you want to see the community, uh, you can hit up MC Fixer on Twitter. He has a whole bunch of community events happening Thursday through Monday, alongside, of course, Mark Freeman. But I'm sending them all to one places. What's the main? Really what's Mark the off. main event? The main event is the Kind of Funny World Tour meet and greet. And where is that? Can't tell you. Oh, if, you got a if you got a ticket, yet? no. If you got a ticket, you know. Oh, we just don't. Okay. want oh, we, you don't want everyone. We don't want the doors up. being. Right. We saw the. We've seen the movies with the the. Who's the guy? Uh, John in Ringo. Hard uh, days, night. That's one. where being they through they the chase streets? They chase them through the streets. We don't want to. You, think, you situation imagine like that, that might be what's going to happen. Hundred percent. Lots oh of like teenage
1: God. girls tearing their hair out. No, thirty something like, men. <laughs> to, overweight thirty, 30 something men like myself chasing <laughs> yeah. you down the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. Vitas in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you and you all piling into a, into a taxi cab and then getting out the Uber. other side. Yeah, probably. Yeah, an Uber. Yeah, yeah. I just can't have that. I have got one tip for you when you're in London. You should definitely do that Oi Governor act of yours as much. They love it over there. They love it over there. They can't get enough of it. Every time I go
0: up and I'd go to the bar and I'd say,
1: Oi Governor, can I? a beer that's yeah. a, that's a yeah. good one it's respectful we're, we'll bring you, beer. To to get you a special to...
0: beer we'll bring it you go yeah. sit down i was like oh yeah. wow what service yeah great that's stuff great. uh thank you to our patreon producers blackjack zach parsley and mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by third love upstart and quip but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report <laughs> time <laughs> for some news <laughs> <laughs> kevin's so uncomfortable i love it. it should be six items on the roper report <laughs> a
1: bigger dozen because he, he wants to be your friend so badly, you know what I mean? It's not. I mean, it's. I mean, all evidence to the contrary. I know. I know. It's, you know, it's, it's sad know. to see. You know. Deeds, not words.
0: (laughs) Number one, Borderlands uh, put out a bunch of information in the Borderlands show today, hosted by me and Fran. Uh, The top-level stuff goes like this. Uh, The big old piece of story DLC is coming. uh, It's called Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot. It arrives on December 19th. It's around seven hours of content, give or take how you play, which is a hefty amount there. Uh, It's included in the season pass and, of course, uh, the special editions, if you bought that, whatever. But the idea here Gary is we're going and infiltrating uh, Handsome Jack's Casino for, on, in an Ocean's Twelve or Eleven or whatever, that sounds the hell like fun. Type like heist. Yeah,
1: are you still playing Borderlands? No, but I I feel like I should. I was really. I I don't know why I dropped off because I was really enjoying the yeah. time that I spent with the game. Yeah. And then like I don't know, just life came along and I stopped playing. <sighs> But I feel like I, I should, i mean, I've got the version of the game that I've got had the season pass. With I'll get all this content. I
0: forget. Did you make the right choice and play on PlayStation PlayStation? Did you play somewhere else? PlayStation. Yeah, you and yeah, I played yeah,
1: together. It's a—it's
0: a blink. When I come back, um, uh, in this, I'm platinuming it during uh my Christmas break. Okay. So I'll be on a lot. You should all play right.
1: Okay. It. Yeah, I might. I mean, I've—I've I've got some catching up to do, but I—I uh, I, I really enjoyed that, it. That's the whole thing about. And it seems the like Gearbox are doing a good job of you know the the roadmap and all that. Yep. Like it's all going according to plan. It seems. Yeah, I
0: it. talked about it on the Borderlands show, obviously, but of course we're paid to host that show. So if you didn't believe it there i understand they again they let me say whatever i want there they let me say whatever i want here i'm incredibly impressed with the way they respond to the audience of like low legitimately like, this is our third show for the borderland show every one of them has been here are answers to your questions you might not like them but we know there's problems we're working on it here's how we're trying to fix it here's where we go and
1: isn't I actually it, isn't it i mean and, and you know like most games Borderlands did not have a perfect launch, but it was oh, better yeah. than most. Oh yeah, 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 I didn't have any problems with it out of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it I mean, worked. Problems
0: were like what the menus are really laggy on certain things, which is about to come up in the Day Sixties patch. Uh, people wanted more bank space. They wanted a uh, uh, more uh, uh, machines like I did to go sell stuff. Oh, like, no, but that's
1: all minor stuff. That you compare oh, yeah, yeah. that to like Fallout seventy six and Anthem and other games course, that have come of out of the box. Isn't it not it remarkable now that because because that's now the norm, we expect games to launch in a broken state? Yeah. Remember when Division came out? Division two came out earlier this year, and now Borderlands. They make big news just by doing what working. they, what is, what is, just by working as advertised. Now, yeah. That's now like a big deal. Oh my god, this game actually does what it says it was going to do. It's not all fucked up and broken. I know, right? It's sad. Amazing. Yeah. Game uh, of the year.
0: Uh, speaking of the, them communicating things, though, so Malawan Takedown comes out tomorrow, which is the raid that's not a raid and is incredibly tough. Fran and I tried playing it with the machines they brought for the Borderlands show, but we were playing it solo, and it was <laughs> crushingly hard. You okay. need to have a team. However, that comes out tomorrow, and then around then is what I said in the Borderlands show. And the we didn't have any graphics, so it's around then. Super soon around then. So does the 60-day patch. I think it might be tomorrow. And might this be is today. the patch the that's day going after. to
1: address all the concerns. Well, today. they've been
0: doing a bunch of different hot patch, uh, hot fixes, but these are the big patch stuff for the sixty-eight patch. Is this bank increase is going from fifty to three hundred? which is huge for everybody, Uh, assigned drops for legendary loot. All legendaries are now assigned to specific named mobs and bosses throughout the base game, proving grounds seasonal content like Bloody Harvest and Takedowns. With the sheer size of the loot pool being what it is, players can expect multiple legendaries assigned to each boss with a pretty generous drop rate to start, which may get tweaked over time. Again, this was a big thing that you want a certain gun, it was all randomized, how are you going to get it? Now you know that boss X will drop whatever, Sometimes you know what I mean. Like you understand. Each boss has a specific loot table. You can go get stuff exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, performance improvements that eliminate a lot of hitching when navigating the inventory menu, as well as various inventory menu UI custom or optimizations In general UI performance improvements. These improvements also apply to split screen co-op. They're adding in mayhem mode four. Uh, this is slightly different than mayhem 1, 2 and 3. In the original three mayhem modes, players had to potentially deal with negative modifiers such as negative 30% damage with an increase to something else. Gearbox are essentially removing the negative penalties that apply to players. The, the, there will only be two, mod- two random modifiers, one that applies to a bonus uh, one that applies a bonus to players and one that applies a bonus to enemies. Also, a new batch of legendary gear will drop while in Mayhem 4 to reward those players who are truly up to the challenge. More vending machines, which was one of my big uh, complaints, so you can sell stuff on the run more often. That's handy. If you're one of these PC dorks, DX12 is now on by default. Fran tried to explain it to me on the show. I have no idea what he means. (laughs) Uh, More bug fixes and stability improvements are coming. And then Gearbox is also making Borderlands 3 free-to-play on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One from November 21st through the 24th so you can jump in and check out all that stuff yeah they're
1: doing a good job with broadlands.
0: agreed yeah i know and again i know it's easy to you could uh, you're listening kind of funny games daily you know who i am uh it'd be easy if you didn't know who i was to say i'm a sellout or whatever but i was talking to jen about it today watching the chat of just how it's so rare that you see a company both 2k and gearbox right delivering what people want month after month to where the chat isn't toxic on Twitch right the people right. 8000 people were watching live and they were all they, like, they actually like super the, into the, it.
1: they actually have like a positive community over oh yeah there?
0: yeah if you're the, if you're month to month is still into borderlands and granted the community's expanded quite a bit because borderlands 3 was so successful uh, they've done a great job of fostering a community that actually cares about it and understands what's going on it's a really good
1: it's a really good game and i'm surprised to not see it more in the at least in the conversation for the ge- for game of the year i enjoyed really? it, it felt, well i mean it's not it, i don't think it's a, I don't think it would be game of the year but i mean i think if you're going to do like top 10 yeah, maybe it would there. be in top ten games of the year. So what's that, Kevin? I'm saying, yeah, for me it would be up there. I, like, no, I'm just saying, did you, like, did you have something to add? I, I was just gonna. What? What? Sorry, what? <laughs> Damn,
0: you salted the earth, Kev
1: <laughs> Surely, I, mean? I, I don't know. I don't know if you're still monitoring the show, or if you've got some some better opportunity came up in the last five minutes that you may have switched over to. Are you more interested in that now. I don't I, know. I'm also writing in a journal. You're writing in a journal. Yeah. What, what is it about journaling? how much you hate? is it about how much you hate me? It, I don't hate you, Gary. I can't hate you. You helped make Rogue One a fantastic movie. Your emotions, are, yeah. I, I, your emotions towards me are far more complicated and confusing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get that a lot. I we are going so to see cats. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to let this drop. <laughs> um, we're going. Screen cats. It's too good an idea. <sighs> see? like You want to do it. <laughs> I you do, naturally want to do it. I do Every do fiber it. in your body just naturally goes <laughs> like that. <sighs> um... So yeah, they've done, they've done. I really, I really. It's a good question. Why did I stop playing? I don't know. I just kind of fell off. Well, and there's maybe, a million things. I think going another on. game came along or something, and because it's hard this time of year, you know, I've got such a backlog right now of games that I, I want. I think it was Luigi's Mansion because something came along. I don't know, but um, I really, I really. You know, it doesn't look like every other game. It's got a unique look. It's goofy. It's silly. It's fun. The gunplay and the combat is really satisfying. There's lots of loot. Like it's just, a, it's just a crowd pleasing. It's a good popcorn game.
0: To your comment, right? Uh, and I assume you're talking about obviously Game Awards nominations came out yesterday, right? I mean, just
1: in general. I mean, I, th- I, I think that you know you're, you're going to see more uh, of the award- the awards conversations beginning now. Yeah, and I don't think Borderlands Three will be much a part of the conversation. For but me, with Game Maybe Awards, it should be. It's a good for game. me, with Game Awards, I was
0: in. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of Borderlands. I was happy to see it end up where I thought it should end up. Game of the year? No, it's just more Borderlands, which is great. But I what love about that, like obviously. his specific shooter. Category well, that's the point. Like it got okay. it's got it's got a nom for best action adventure game, and then it also got a nomination for best multiplayer game. Okay, which is both where I'd be like, yeah, exactly. If we're talking about and like because action adventure, ac- and that's the weird thing is we talked about this yesterday where I thought action best action game was supposed to be more shootery, but I guess since it is. Opening things and running quests. It's more of an action adventure. I don't care as long as it's nominated in one of those categories great And then multiplayer game for sure I think with the way they do scaling the way they do instance loot the yeah. way they do all this different stuff because you're like I have to catch up you don't right you jump into me and you jump into no, my. Mean, game I, just, go- I
1: mean, I just want to like get to that You know, you, you, you there's always that sense of whenever you're playing a game where people have levels Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a lower level you always feel like a little bit inferior until sure. we, like you feel like you're on the same Purchase everybody else, yeah, 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 and I haven't played for a while, so I'm inevitably going to be behind. Yeah, I'm still really back it. to it. Yeah, like the one, the one thing I really remember feeling good is like just the guns mm-hmm. feel really good. Mm-hmm, like when you mm-hmm. like, th- like everything, everything blows up real good. Oh yeah, you know, good jibs. The guns feel good in the hand. You yeah. know, just the the rumble. Like everything feels feels right. And
0: don't forget Gary. Sometime before the end of the year, coming to Stadia. So there you go. You can start all fresh and just have
1: it streaming wherever you go. You know, Stadia is like this amazing time machine isn't it where you can play all the best (laughs) games from a year ago it's really remarkable
0: number two on the roper report half-life alex is apparently set between Half Life 1 and 2, this is Matt Kim over at IGN. Valve Software officially announced Half Life Alex, a new Half Life VR game and the first Half Life title in 12 years. Valve says it will fully reveal details of the game later this week, which is actually Thursday tomorrow. Uh, but new details have already emerged about its possible gameplay mechanics and setting. Ars Technica published a report with new details about Half Life Alex. According to their sources, Half Life Alex will be a prequel that takes place between Half Life 1 and Half Life 2. As the title implies, Half-Life: Alex will put players literally in the shoes of Alex Vance, Gordon Freeman's uh, partner introduced in Half-Life 2. One of the core mechanics from Half-Life 2, the physic- physics-based gravity gun, will make a return in Half-Life: Alex, sort of. Instead of a gun, there will be a new mechanic called gravity gloves, which sources describe as something similar to magnet gloves. Like the gravity gun, the gravity gloves will allow players to attract faraway objects and interact with in-game objects that behave accordingly to realistic physics. Valve is reportedly interested in showing off the power of its Valve Index Knuckles controller with Half-Life Alex. A lot of effort has been put into making almost every in-game object interactive and behave realistically. However, Ars is reporting that attempts to put another iconic Half-Life weapon in the game, the Crowbar, have been less successful. Do you give a flying fuck about
1: this? Yeah, game? I really do. I yeah? have, I have, I have very, uh, very passionate and very uh, mixed feelings about this news laying on me Why, well it's? i mean i'm old i'm you know i'm i'm of a certain age i'm of a certain generation I, i'm old You're enough old. to remember yeah. when the very first half-life uh demo came into the pc gamer office back in what would have been like 97 98 something like that yeah um and we were just all absolutely blown away by it like we'd never seen anything like it yeah. and 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 it is, it is genuinely one of like the great you know historic milestones in PC gaming and gaming as a whole. Half Life is like one of the all time Hall of Fame games. Sure. And, I'm, and again, I'm old enough. I was there when it happens. Like, oh my god, what is this thing? Half Life the first time. And then what Half-Life, about it? What about it? Like it blew you all away. I think you know. I mean, just from the just you know from the very very beginning of that game, the very first impression that it makes is really it's you take it for granted now because all all games kind of start this way because Half Life changed it. Yeah. But when you when you played shooters prior to that were things like Doom and Quake and, and Duke Nukem right Yeah. and the game started He just dropped you into a room and shit started shooting out and you started shooting back and that was just it you just it just threw you into the melee whereas Half-Life started you off in this much more kind of like well I'm on a train like I'm on this monorail where am I going like it started you off in story and it immersed you into the world and it was a good like 15-20 minutes into the demo before like the inciting incident happened where you know the 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 accelerator or whatever collapses yeah. and all the shit starts coming through and you've got to pick up a crowbar and it just it it, it 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 was the first game to really kind of like set the scene and and immerse you in the world and and surround you with story and atmosphere and give you the feeling of living in a world before the game really got underway gotcha. and that was we'd never seen anything like again you take it for granted now or call it all these games do it now. They all start you off like in a story. Sure, you start track before a, it's a it's normal fi- day
0: before everything else. Yeah, it's out.
1: five or ten minutes before like you're actually given a gun in a lot of these games. Yeah. Um, but that. But Half Life started all of that, and Half Life Two took it to the next level. It was absolutely incredible. The episodes have been incredible. Um, it, it's it's interesting because I think now because it, it has been twelve years, so there's a whole generation of gamers have grown up for whom Half Life is not really a thing that right. they remember or respond to. Uh, older gamers like me I was super excited about this and like you know the, the, there's a reason why Half-Life 3 has been this you know golden goose for this for the longest, like, oh my god like, I, for it I, forever, why, yeah. why are they not doing it like it's the number one thing uh, this is so just in the course of that one tweet the the Valve dropped what was it yesterday
0: two days ago two no. days yeah. ago
1: it was a real emotional roller coaster. it was like a new Half-Life Valve says a new Half-Life game is coming it was oh my god and it's in VR and people are going to go oh Right? Yeah. Because VR, it, in a way, it wasn't that surprising. I've been asking myself this for a while. Look, Half-Life is, is Valve's most, um, arguably, I mean, there's Portal and other stuff. But I would yeah, say yeah. Half-Life is the cornerstone of Valve's, Valve's creative brand. Gordon Freeman and Half-Life is the, is the biggest thing. Everybody want. like, if you ask anyone, like, what, new, what Valve franchise would you like to see come back for a new installment? I'm pretty sure almost everyone would say Half-Life. Yeah. Except um, all these
0: Dota nerds, right?
1: That's true. Again, that, and, that's, that's, the, and that's the younger generation but yeah. all the real gamers all the I, oldies exactly, like me exactly. we all know what's up and VR obviously is incredibly important to Valve as well so it always made sense to me that like that the next Half-Life game would probably be in VR because if they really want to leverage VR if they want people to like uh, uh, Danny O'Dwyer and I were talking about this yesterday, yesterday like, he was saying I can't believe I'm going to have to fucking drag all my all my Vive stuff back out again. Because yeah. th- a new Half-Life game is the one game that's going to make you do that. If you want to force people to pay attention to VR and think, well, shit, maybe I better give it a try, a fucking Half-Life game is the way to do it. So it, from a business point of view, it makes a lot of sense for Valve to leverage their most potent piece of IP to, to help you know, boost something they're really trying to get off the ground, which sure. is VR, and that's been slow to get off the ground. So it makes total sense to put those two things together, one hand helps the other. At the same time, and, and it's entirely possible that come tomorrow, they will show something in, in VR that's absolutely going to blow us away. I get it with the gloves because they want to use the hand controllers. And yeah, yeah, All makes sense. And the idea of like VR in a Half-Life world, again, I mean, yeah, I've got all the VR stuff. Like, I'll definitely try. I'm definitely in. But I think there were many of us that just wanted like a just wanted a straight up new Half-Life game that doesn't uh, ne- doesn't necessitate VR, which not everyone is yet fully comfortable with. Like VR can be great, but I don't want to have to put the go- you, you, you don't want to spend long periods inside the goggles. Um, it's uh, VR still got a lot of holdbacks and problems. Sure. Um, so a lot of us just wanted a good old fashioned game on a on a TV screen or a PC monitor. Do you monitor. expect?
0: Uh, uh, there's two different things here. Where I think Half-Life Three has been so long gestating at least in the minds of fans right is there no way that could ever live up to the hype so then and and then the second question to that even in there related would be putting it into vr do you think they have a shot to drag you back mentally to 1997 when you're playing this VR? yeah i I can't believe they're doing this i
1: won't i won't bet against valve i think that you know that if this is if valve is putting out a new half-life project in any medium then you have got to pay attention to it. I mean, I, again, I'm a huge. I, I definitely want to see what's up here. Is is this the Half Life story? I would. I mean, I would want to see next. No, I think Alex is a great character. I liked yeah. her a lot in the Half Life in Half Life Two and in the episodes. Um, but the you know the last Half Life game literally ended on a massive cliff. Half Life Episode Two ended on a massive cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and they've never you know we, we haven't seen. There's no sign that there's ever going to be Episode Three. So instead of let's imagine this. George Lucas put out Star Wars and the Empire Strikes Back and everyone's desperately waiting now for Return of the Jedi because the Empire up yeah. on, on, a, on a whole new cliffhanger. Yeah. And three years later, when we're all expecting something like Return of the Jedi, like Chapter 3 to finish the story, George says, oh, you're not going to get that. I'm going to do some weird song. I'm going to do a Watto story i know uh, you and, and, sold and you, me on it and you would I'm love in, it but I'm people in. would be like what the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to know what happens in the end of the the, the the story you've been telling for all these years yeah that's what we care about why are you why are you telling me about fucking watto
0: because everybody loves watto you know what i mean you i see knew the disrespect a, today i knew that was a bad example there's like two up. dozen hashtags for characters like han solo princess slay all yeah. this stuff and they all have their own little emoji put watto in nothing no um, watto emoji come on that's a shame it is a shame you're right it's a missed um, opportunity thought disney so, wanted to make money
1: I, 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 I guess I would have preferred episode three, or I would have preferred just straight up Half Life three, yeah. which would have functioned as episode three as well, like continuing that story that we want to see the Gordon Freeman story. Yeah. Um, at the same time, look, it's a new Half Life game from Valve let's uh, ultimately that is super exciting whatever it is let's let's all you know you think we, that, be excited about does it
0: does this one end in some kind of pt silent hills way you think where it's like te- it's like setting you up of what and i understand it's a prequel between one and two look, but it's somehow like hey, i think it, it th- is i happening. think this, this
1: is, is this is a this is a, a side project i don't think anyone should be expecting anything the size of a full-on half-life game or even one of the episodes which were shorter experiences because one of the things we know about vr is right now at least shorter experiences are preferable uh, people don't want to spend hours and hours inside the glasses. There's a reason why we don't have like World of Warcraft VR yet and things like that. A because we're not quite there yet, there yet with the technology, but also because we haven't figured out how. To make people comfortable staying inside the headset for that long, because sooner or later you just want to take the fucking thing off. 15, 20, 30 minutes is great, but after that you're like, you just want to That's take you a break.
0: Old man, I did four hours of Resident Evil once. I oh was God, great. I couldn't, I couldn't it. do it. I couldn't
1: Living do it. Living in that it. House. So my guess is this is going to be a shorter, a shorter experience. Kind of maybe, maybe, maybe like a Vader Immortal kind of thing. Maybe yeah, more yeah. to it than that. But I don't think this is going to be a full, a fully fledged, full on Half Life game. I think it's going to be a great Half Life experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's Half-Life, so, and, you know, Half-Life, don't forget, 12 years is a long time. Go back to episode two, the last thing that they made, it still looks good, but you can tell it's a way older game. Like, just seeing, like, the Half-Life world brought back with what is possible today, Yeah, with high-end PCs, I'm, I'm fucking all in. I can't wait to see it.
0: mm We'll I, 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 I would be
1: excited if there was a non-VR option made available at some point, which maybe down the road they will. But right now this is I can see what they're doing. They're using their most valuable brand to try and give a lift to something they're, that they put really need a lift, headset, which is their right? VR yeah. stuff. Yeah. An
0: yeah. uh, nanobiologist writes in confirming what you're saying. The Half Life One demo was circulating in nineteen ninety seven with the final release on November nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight on PC. There you go. Number three. Bobby Kodak thinks his politics shouldn't be in games. This is James Batchelor over at Games Industry Biz. I actually had to talk to Gary about this one beforehand because the headline getting tossed around I see a lot on Twitter is the headline of Bobby Kodak doesn't think politics should be in games. That's what I saw. Exactly. And then you read this article and it's not what he's saying. So it was this thing of, well, what do we do? And we just decided to read it and talk to you. Surely the media didn't twist the narrative
1: to suit its own clickbaity ends.
0: Greg. I, I don't even know if it's the media as much as people glancing at the headline and tweeting about it. The chief executive of Activision Blizzard has said video games are no place for political views. Or. More specifically, his. Bobby Kodak appeared on stage at the CNBC Evolve conference earlier this week for an on stage interview where he was asked about everything from his rise as CEO to the future growth of video games. Toward the end of the interview, um, yeah, towards the end, the interviewer asked Kodak's thoughts on the fact that so many CEOs are being asked or expected to lead the conversation on political issues. Quote, from Hong Kong and democracy to gaming addictions and beyond, since politicians are more reluctant to comment. Kodik said the company's ability to gather large audiences around entertainment products through which you can communicate, make it comparable to Facebook, but emphasized that Activision is focused purely on video games. Quote, we're not the operator of the world's town halls, he said. We're the operator of the communities that allow you to have fun through the lens of a video game. My responsibility is to make sure that our communities feel safe, secure, comfortable, and satisfied and entertained. That doesn't convey to me the right to have a platform for a lot of political views, I don't think. I think my, respo- I think my responsibility is to satisfy our audience and our sh- stakeholders, our employees, our shareholders. But I think there are some business people who are incredible examples of character and integrity in principle and have what you see are the great attributes of leadership. And I think that they are incredibly inspiring for me. But I think you know they do have the right to articulate views and visions and voices about government and policy and politics, and I love engage and I love engaging with those people. Kodak did not address the specific example of Hong Kong given by the interviewer, despite the controversy and subject caused active despite the controversy the subject caused activation blizzard last month.
1: Gary, this is the right stance, right? Well, I mean, kinda. I mean, it feels a bit word salady to me. Of you course, know? Like, he's honest in that he says. When the most honest thing he says here is the most direct thing he says is I think my responsibility is to satisfy our audience and our stakeholders, our employees, our shareholders. As yeah. I always say, at the end of the day, companies like Activision are not patrons of the arts; they exist to, to increase shareholder value. Yeah, and if he can do that by um, steering clear of politics and, and not doing anything too, you know, uh, uh, controversial, then he's going to do that. It's it's not a morally Activision is not and it's, it's not. Oh, this is true. Generally, of all major, they're not morally led companies. They are led by financial incentives. That sure. All. And you know, if it's if it's if it's economically sensible for them to also have like a moral dimension, all these companies have their bullshit. Like, oh, we give back charity stuff. Like Amazon has its bullshit charity effort where they give about as much to charity every year as they actually make every five minutes. I mean, it's ridiculous. They don't but pay they get, taxes, but yeah. they get to say, "Ooh, look at because you know, they mm-hmm. don't pay taxes. Um, but again, I, I digress. Um, look. Should, the bigger question, I, 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 I get what you're saying about how the media narrative has, has, has taken this the wrong way a little bit. He's, he is kind of saying that, he's saying here a little bit like, you know, we want our, we want our communities to feel safe, secure, comfortable and satisfied and entertained. Which basically me, it kind of sounds like, to me, like, don't challenge them or give them anything that they might find, that might make them uncomfortable. And I would argue that video games are a form of art. And all art, in in some way or form, is about challenging your preconceived notions and making you feel uncomfortable and taking you out of your comfort zone. Some art is merely about entertaining you and having fun. Is Luigi's Mansion 3 political? No. (laughs) Should it be? No, I mean like no, it's just a just a fun time. Sure. But specifically let's talk about Activision. What's their number one franchise? Modern warfare. Call of Duty. Yeah. You cannot make and you can I've just been playing the latest game and it's great. The story campaign's really good. And part of the reason why it is good is it seems like they've at least tried to frame it in the political context of, you know, what real world conflict looks like. You can't you can't make a game about Russian terrorism and ultranationalism and Middle Eastern uh, conflicts and and how you know the western nations deal with it and and not have that touch on politics that's exactly what the story is about and if you don't do that you're doing the subject matter and your audience a massive disservice so it's kind of it's weird for in a way for bobby kotick to be saying i don't think our games should be political when they're number one selling game and arguably their only real selling game i mean literally what 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 the fuck else does Activision even put out these days well, Activision Blizzard, I mean. Acti- well, Blizzard, but to set Blizzard aside, what does sure. Activision put out? What's that Ra- ab- uh, Apart from uh, their annual Call of Duty games. Fucking Spearow the Dragon?
0: Yeah, they're doing some Spyro out there. So, you know.
1: aside from... It, it, it's, it's weird when they, they make all their money from games that are inherently political. And I, th- I actually think that their, their most recent... Well, it does a good job of not rubbing your nose in it, but it does, in a, in a kind of popcorny Tom Clancy way... It's it's you know it, it's it's talking about the way the world is and, and have you played through? It? Not all the way. Talking about like halfway through okay. it, but it's obvi- yeah, you have the guerrilla fighters. It, 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 you it, have it, the- yeah, it's obviously a it's it's obviously a, obviously, a, obviously a, a game that has a political theme, and it should have. You can't talk about modern warfare and modern combat and, and the way that nations sure you know interact with each other militarily and stuff like that and terrorism and how, of course that's political. So for him to say that it's not in some way, I think is a but bit of a But here's my thing is,
0: again, I still feel like... Don't get me wrong, there's a hundred thousand reasons, right, to sit there and fucking tell you why Activision, Activision, Blizzard, suck, why Bobby Kotick's made bad decisions, yada, yada, yada. I still feel like the question is leading. And granted, I haven't watched the entire clip, right? But they're talking specifically about asking him about his role. And even what he's saying here, my responsibility, right? That doesn't convey to me the right to have a platform for a lot of political views. I don't think
1: it's my responsibility. I think it seems more like... if 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 that's what he's saying... Then I I agree with that. As a CEO of the company, he should not be using this massive platform as uh, a way to advance his own political views. But if the but it, through through the through the organic, genuine, creative development process that happens with the teams, if they if they feel like in their next game they want to address political uh, topics or themes right. in their modern warfare game, which is inherently political to begin with, right? Then they should have the freedom to do that wherever where, wherever their own creative political instincts and impulses take them but yeah he's right to say that they that should not be His dictated role. by bobby coating Absolutely, yeah, yeah. of course not that's what
0: i was taking this from don't get me wrong and then i've seen so many interesting takes on twitter right that are about the games they are making and how political modern warfare is in the way that like we've talked about before with that uh, death highway right where it was taking right. a real example of death highway but fudging the facts in this fictional universe to make it that the people who were <laughs> committing the, right. tr- the war crime weren't Americans. Right, right, they, right. You know, we were on the right side of that conflict. Like, I get that all together, and I get this. I just feel like I saw so many pitchforks go up, and I'm like, I don't know if that's exactly what he's saying this time around. That game shouldn't be political. And again, it's Activision Blizzard, right? The whole Hong Kong uh, dis- disaster we've seen here, and the way they've handled that. This uh, Death Road stuff from uh, Modern Warfare. I'm not saying... Clearly, this is fine. Everything's fine. I'm just saying, in this one example, I thought it was an interesting read that people were taking away.
1: Kind of surprised that the interviewer didn't press him on that. It says Kodak did not address the specific example of Hong Kong. You can only assume it's because he wasn't asked. They
0: put it out there right in the top, and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Number four. More usual video game news for you. Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming to Smash, at least in Japan. This is Chris Priestman over at IGN. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is hosting a Pokemon Sword and Shield event on November 22nd that will feature new Pokemon, including the three brand new starters. Nintendo Japan announced it on Twitter that a Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield event for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will start on November 22nd and run for five days. The event brings Pokemon from the Galar region to the platform fighter in the form of Spirits. Uh, There will be four new Spirits available during the duration of the event. It's not yet clear whether the event will be exclusive to Japan players or will be available in other regions too. I would predict it's available in other regions too.
1: H- uh, has your daughter jumped in? We've Pokemon? both been playing it. we got the double pack. She's been playing Sword and I've been playing Shield. Yeah. And one of the things that I thought was, was quite impressive, I guess because we're on the same Wi-Fi network or something, but like, we were both just playing our own individual games, mm-hmm. and we happened to be in the same area, and we bumped into each other. Like, the game actually connected yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about without this. Even as- without even asking, that we didn't like, have to link up or go into co-op mode. It was just like, oh, I bumped into this character. And my the daughter was like, I, I bumped into this end. character as well. It was like, wait, that's, we're, that's each other. We're talking to each that's other. Cute. And, it, and it just kind of organically happened, and that was really cool. I'm meaning uh, score bunny. Yeah, I'm a score bunny. I'm starting
0: on my flight to London tomorrow, so I'm, okay. I'm excited. Well, I like it. You think? I've never really gotten into a Pokemon.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very it's very easy and accessible. It holds your hand a lot. You don't you know you'll you'll, you'll it's okay. Not not a, not a difficult game. I, I wasn't worried about the difficulty. I was just worried if I will will, it. will you enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: Number five. Sad news. Uh, an EverQuest developer has passed away. This is James Bachelor, GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, Brad McQuaid has died at the age of 51. He was best known for his work as the original producer and co-designer of pioneering MMO EverQuest, as well as contributions to its sequel and other MMOs, such as Planetside and Star Wars Galaxies. The news was announced by his team at Visionary Realms, which is continuing work on his latest title, Pantheon, who said he passed away in his home last night. Via the official Pantheon Twitter account, the studio wrote, quote, he will be deeply missed and forever remembered by gamers worldwide. Thank you for bringing us through your worlds. Rest in peace, end quote. On the Pantheon forums, uh, Director of Communications, Benjamin Dean, added, Brad was a visionary, a mentor, an artist, a trailbrazer, a friend. I screwed it up again. Uh, A husband, a father. He touched thousands of lives with his dreams and concepts. He changed the landscape of video games forever. He will be deeply missed and forever remembered in life and in Pantheon. All of us at Visionary Realms offer our deepest condolences to Brad's family and during this most difficult time, we kindly ask that you respect the privacy of Brad's family. End quote. Throughout a career of more than thirty years, McQuaid worked at a number of prominent MMO developers, including Sony Online Entertainment, Sigil Games Online, and eventually Visionary Realms. Sad news. We wish his family all the best and all of his friends. Obviously,
1: I I, I expect we might be seeing a few. You know, it's 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 nice and it's it's nice in a way when when you're able to leave something um, behind. Like we're all mortal, we're all going to be gone sooner or later. But we yeah. all like to think that we'll leave something behind that we can be remembered by. You know, I've got. I know fucking the movies that I've made. You've got shirtless Spider Man. Like we've all got things that will echo throughout history, long after we're gone. And and he made he made an entire world. Like EverQuest is still the original EverQuest Mm -hmm. is still going. And I I I fully expect that you will see a lot of people coming together in um, EverQuest to do little kind of tributes and oh yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah, as it should
0: be. Uh number six on the Roper Report and final for the day. Um former directors of Arcane Studios have announced a new independent game studio. Kevin, this is the one with the asset. Twenty years after the creation of Arcane Studios, former president and creative director Rafael Colatino and former executive producer Julian Robbie announced Wolf Eye Studios as a fully distributed team. Wolf Eye Studio aims to create games in which players live their own adventures in rich simulated worlds that respond to actions and decisions in ways that are unique to each playthrough. Today, the studio released a teaser image for its first title, which will be announced at the Game Awards in December. You see it right there. Ooh, Wolf Eye Studios thing. If you can't see. Uh, cool color scheme Looks comic bookie dude with the staff uh, some kind of weird head or backpack I can't tell if it's a backpack or if it is a head looks like it might actually be a head
1: maybe it's a statue head
0: maybe it's a statue head maybe it's a skull something like that Yeah. yeah Uh, Colantino's nearly 20 year long career as the founder and creative director at Arcane Studios paved the way for some of the game industry's most revered and groundbreaking titles. Robbie uh, has been a deep bench of uh, experience in the industry as well, having produced some legendary titles like Dishonored and Arx Fatalis? I've never heard of that one. Do you Arx know that Fatalis. One? You know that one? Yeah. What was it? Just, um, is that an old PC game? Yeah. yeah okay. And having worked alongside uh, Colatino for more than 12 years, after departing from Arcane, the duo spent time away from any one particular project before coming back together to form Wolf Eye. Quote, after taking some time off and consulting for a variety of video game companies. I'm ready for a new adventure, added Colatino, president and creative director at Wolfi. The AAA market is risk-averse, and innovation suffers from it. As a game designer, I've been wanting to try new ideas and approaches, and I believe independent games are the best space to do so, end quote. Another quote then starts. This is an incredible opportunity uh, to work together again with Raph, uh, being able to build the kind of unique and deep games we love to play, said Robbie, CEO and executive producer at Wolfi. The decision to work as, as a distributor. Team around the world has meant we're able to find some of the best talents in the industry to help craft our vision. All right. Exciting, right? If you're yeah. if you're a fan of Arcane's work, if you like that uh Dishonored, if you like that Prey stuff, that's some good stuff for you. That's some good news for you. And I especially am interested and excited that they're doing uh, the announcement that it'll already be at the Game Awards.
1: Yeah, and I like and I like that they're moving away from a and doing something smaller. Right, because yeah. I because I agree that you know the more money you spend and the more AAA you get the more kind of straight down the middle you've got to go. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just like in films, indie indie films get to take more risks and be more experimental because there's less money on the line. Same is true with games.
0: Totally. 100%. Excited to see what they show at Game Awards. Excited to see where it goes. But, Gary, the Game Awards are still so far away. Classic. If Classic Greg White. I want it. Something more immediate. Say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where would it go?
1: Oh, fuck. It's not here. Oh, it's there it there. is.
0: Just, you didn't see. I skipped the question. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <The> offi-
0: <laughs> you got to laugh through the pain of Kevin leaving. You.
1: You'd think by now I'd be off. I'd be off book on this. You think I would just know it? right? Uh-huh. Yeah. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. <laughs> what's out? What's out there?
0: Out today. Still There, Switch and PC, Children of Morta, Switch, Bouncy Bob 2 on Switch, Pixels Can Fight on PC, Golf Around on PC, Adam. Robot World on PC, Unlock the King on PC and Mac, Forgotten Hill Disillusion, PC, Ebony, PC, Uncharted Ocean, PC, Linked Mask, PC, Hermes, Rescue Mission, PC, Hexadrift, PC and Mac.
1: If you had to take one of these games with you on your plane to London, just purely based on the Shit. title, Fuck. what would you take? And it's the only game you get to play, and you have no information other no, than the title. Because right? I'm pretty sure you don't know any of these you games. Oh, God, no. God, no. kidding me? What would you take? games.
0: <laughs> oh, God. It's
1: not easy. Is it? it's I don't not know what easy I would take. I, would,
0: I guess I would say Forgotten Hill Disillusion. What do you think that is? I have no idea. Uh, something a horror game, maybe? Kevin, can I see what Forgotten Hill Disillusion is about that one, on PC? Kevin? Yep, give me two seconds. No problem, no rush. What, do you, what would you take? I don't
1: know. I mean, none of the...
0: It was either going to be that or still there because it's on Switch.
1: I the feel SE like the, maybe Hermes 9%. Rescue Mission. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Sounds like it, might be, it could be like a Mars, like a space kind of thing. I don't know. None of them sound super exciting. Here we go. Here's okay, forgotten. Forgo- Hill. Okay, here's forgotten. Oh, Hill. No, I can already from- tell. I didn't Welcome I didn't. to forgotten. Okay, here we go. Oh no, I don't know if I
0: like. What did, my you, choice. Pick? What did you pick? It's a horror game, so I got that right. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Is it just an? Is it a visual novel or is it? A- oh, oh, I puzzles? got some gears. I got some puzzles. Puzzles. All right. Okay, I gotta send things across. Okay. All right, you know okay. what? I'm I'm going through this weird.
1: So it okay. looks like a haunted house. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying game? to get through this scary. Uh,
0: it's me uncomfortable.
1: Kevin, you love squids.
0: Okay. This yeah. is the kind of thing. This would keep me entertained. i uh, It would keep me. But it does have puzzles. I, I don't right? want to go out there. There's so many puzzles. I'd be definitely going to be. It's one of those I'd be noodle
1: scratcher. You know, Leah I mean? would like this, but no, this this is the kind no, of game that would what's drive what's me drive me nuts.
0: Forgotten Hill Disillusion.
1: Coming. Oh, it's on the App Store
0: too. Interesting.
1: I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, can you pull Bouncy Bob too? Oh God. Because you know no, I, mean? I feel like idea. I feel like I just want. I'm, I'm, I don't want to take any risks. I want to take something that feels like it's going to be fun.
0: Sure. And Bouncy Bob Two on Switch. All right, let's it. see. Let's huh, see. Bouncy you know Bob what? Two Nintendo it's Switch got game. some play. colors.
1: All right, here got we go. It. Simple yeah, controls: jumps, attack, attack and jump. Yeah, sure, sure, I like sure. that. Here we go. And let's here we go. go. Level selection. Come yeah. on, Bouncy Bob. What do we got here? All right, so it's a platformer.
0: Uh, but it looks like. You- oh. it lo-
1: yeah, it looks like it's a twin
0: stick. But you're bouncing off of everything you touch. So you have to like spin the stick on where you're gonna go.
1: I feel I've like made a bad choice here.
0: It does it's look like a weird mechanic to it. It's definitely, uh, look, that's another player, right? So you're fighting against, you could play with your daughter. Are oh, there's CPU. No, that's a yeah, it's CPU. A I, I, the couch covered it, sorry. There's player two. You can play this with people. I mean, you maybe get what you get. Maybe. All right. Uh, PUBG update 5.2 is also available on PC right now with the spike trap, of the candy updates, and more. New dates for you. Scriptum VR, the neighbor's house escape room coming to steam on december 3rd uh soul Calibur six is getting some uh what a season pass number two in its armor set c it has got some hildy's arrival that's coming november 26 never winter's next major update infernal descent is going to launch on pc on january 21st 2020 consoles a later date
1: is that a big deal the new soul caliber coming out no, i
0: couldn't tell you uh, the, the fighting game people man they're, 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 Who knows? they're their own group what they're but I,
1: I I, just remember I have like, very happy memories of Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast 20 sure. years ago
0: and then Snack World the Dungeon Crawl Gold is coming to that Nintendo Switch on February 14th 2020 the perfect Valentine's Day gift Deal of the day for you. Uh, over at Twinfinite, I saw Alex Gibson putting up a Ubisoft sale thing. Ubisoft today launched its Black Friday game sale, discounting several of its major AAA games substantially. A video trailer published today spotlights what's uh, on offer. Here's what caught our eye. Assassin's Creed Odyssey for 60% off. Division 2 for 70% off. Rainbow Six Siege for 60% off. For Honor, 67% off. Notably, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which only launched four weeks ago, is discounted by a whopping 50%.
1: With Black Friday sales are already starting early this year. they start- Really early every year.
0: What deals of the day is good for like the little stuff here and there, but then when everybody has it, like IGN is covered in Black Friday sales where you can get uh, what is it? You can get the Dual cheaper. You can get uh, something for Switch cheaper. Like it's it's all over there. If you're looking for a video game deal, get out there. AirPods cheaper for like fifteen
1: bucks. You should, should do there. like a Black Friday special show everybody where you round that. up all your favorite deals. Yeah, everybody does. that Do they do that? Yeah. Oh, can, okay. I
0: mean every dot com. I mean IGN like thrives on that. Right. Don't worry about
1: it. Right. Well, um, I do. I do like to find bargains. I know you do. I like a bargain. Yeah. You're eating Denny's all the time. The cheaper the better. Yeah, yeah. I had those new um, uh, Christmas uh, elf on the shelf pancakes at IHOP the other day. How are they? They're, they're, they're pancakes, but they're green. Okay, okay. You know, they're, they're, they're festive pancakes. Yeah. Right. I was pretty happy with it.
0: <laughs> all right, it's time for a reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash games, where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Third Love. Nearly all the kind of honeys, and that means our significant others, not every female in uh, all of Kind of Funny, are wearing and using Third Love bras, and it's time to find out why. The first reason a perfect fit, Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Second reason, more sizes than other brands. Third Love offers more than 80 sizes, including their signature half-cup sizes. And finally, convenience, you can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder order and try-on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Every customer has six days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test, and if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fit, and they're available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are easy and free as well. Uh, Third Love donates all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area, and... Across the United States, so far they've donated more than fifteen million dollars in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering my listeners fifteen percent off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com/games now to find your perfect-fitting bra and get fifteen percent off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/games for fifteen percent off today. Up next is Quip. I love using my Quip. I'm excited to go to London, put it in. I got to actually change the top because they send you the, top, the new Quip brush every three months on the dentist-recommended schedule. I got to change that before I pack tonight. But I put a little handle over it, the cover in I'm ready to go. Quip, makers of the uh, Quip electric toothbrush want you to know that there's one single discovery that matters most to your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothbrush. Uh, Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide for a full and even clean. Uh, The Quip floss dispensers come with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over three million healthy mouths and get quip today, starting at just twenty five dollars. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games, G E T Q U I P.com slash games. Quip the good habits company. And finally, it's Upstart. As most of us have found out, the hard way getting into debt is easy and getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. You've heard me talk about it before. Moved here, got a loan, the interest rates sucked because they didn't take any of the things that Up-ta- Upstart takes into account. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate upstart believes you're more than just your credit score they believe in you and understand that they make it fast simple and easy to check your rate in under a minute you get in there the best part once the loan is approved and accepted most people get their funds the very next business day over 300,000 people have used upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals you should too Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with more than 300 businesses on Trustpilot. In hurry to upstart.com slash KF Games to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate it takes only a few minutes. It won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash KF Games. Games, games, games. Gary, 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 where do I want to start with you? What do you got? Kevin Gary's on the show. Kevin Gary's on the show. He is, indeed. There sorry, it is. There sorry. it is. Thanks. No, it's fine. I understand. Wow.
1: It's, he's, I'm not going to even say it. This is a cat's rebuttal. I'm not going to say anything about it. You I'm know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not sure thing. I really wanted to get into this cat's war with, with uh, Kevin because he, he's the man behind the... Behind the curtain, and there with the levers and the, and the buttons, you can do all there's kinds there's of things. No, to me. I'm worried about everything. I'm worried about you guys. I want to see you guys. Come. Kim, have you just? I just want to check in. I know, pressure, but like, have you had a chance to think about what we what we talked about? Well, let's, let's talk about after. All right. Okay. Let's Talk about after. I, just as long as you've given it some. Like, I'm I, definitely. I hope you at least would have I thought about it a lot. Given it some. Okay. Given it some real consideration. I, but I started to think about it yesterday. Just think about. Just think about, about my feelings. Is all I'm asking. And they're very important to me. Okay. All right. You know, I want you to know that. I do have. I know. I come across as. Oh, brash and acerbic oh, I and I give out a lot You're of a grief crab, to people, you know? but I am You're human, I do, ha- I Hard, do have feelings, outside, prick me do I not bleed. SUCK
0: SANDWICH WRITES IN! <laughs> To Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Suck sandwich. Suck sandwich. Patreon.com okay. slash kind of funny games and says, now that we've seen the game award nominees for 2019, I have one question. Will Nintendo games ever be taken seriously enough to win Game of the Year? Putting Breath of the Wild and the Super Smash Brothers aside, we hardly see Nintendo titles in the same conversations when it comes to awards and Game of the Year contenders. It's always, quote, what's the best Nintendo game? And then what's the best out of the rest of this year's releases? They're hardly ever one and the same. I feel like Nintendo games are too often criticized for what they aren't rather than what they are. Obviously, there's merit in looking at all games as a whole, but I feel comparing something like Luigi's Mansion 3 to something like Death Stranding is comparing apples to oranges. They both have their own strengths and merits, they're just different. Is this fair? Should reviewers and critics be more inclusive when deciding the year's best-ofs? Or is Nintendo doomed to mostly sit on the sidelines while other AAA releases hog the limelight? Suck sandwich. I, I mean I, I disagree on a lot of stuff here. First off, they're not ignored. You you bring out without you know
1: Breath of the Wild I mean, and Smash didn't Breath of the Wild sweep the board last two years ago. Yeah, right? and, and, and that year I and was And Odyssey,
0: like, right? I was like I liked Odyssey more for Game of the Year than I liked. Yeah, uh, it was really it was Breath really Nintendo
1: versus Nintendo. They had they were only the the, the the only two serious contenders for Game right. of the Year two years ago, if if I'm getting it right, were Breath of the yeah, Wild. Yeah, because Last and, year it was God of War and Red Dead, and everything else game. was like best of the rest. Exactly,
0: and so I think like. Let's even so. Let's admit that like Nintendo gets its fair share in there, right? And even when people were like all high on Skyward Sword, like a bunch of dumb dums that you know they liked that one a lot, they thought that. Yeah, I don't
1: understand when he says we hardly see Nintendo titles in the same conversation when it comes to awards. Just two years ago, they dominated the awards. They had by far and away the two best games. But let's
0: so so let's throw that out. That's a bunch of bullshit. But tossing it in here, (laughs) sorry, suck sandwich. No, no, no. I mean, I I feel like comparing something like Luigi's Mansion Three to Death Stranding is comparing apples and oranges. Well. Yes, but that's welcome to reviewing and talking about video games. You have to sit there and talk about. It. I love Luigi's Mansion. I know you love Luigi's Mansion. I love it.
1: I don't think Luigi's Mansion is game of the year. I, I but where I just des- I, I, don't, I think it probably isn't either. And I say that having not played everything yet. There's still a couple of games sure, I need sure, to sure. catch up on. Uh, but I do. If I had to make a shortlist, it would be on that list. <sighs> Luigi's Mansion Three is fucking great. Yeah, it is a little mini masterpiece of game design and craft and artistry. It's beautiful all the way through. It's in- fiendishly well designed. It's ingeniously well designed. The whole family Except just for that one fight with the inner tubes and in the water with the spikes. That the was walls. a bit... Well, it's... The, the trick is to go... You've got to go into... Co-op. Some of the boss battles, you've got to go into co-op mode. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine. Um, the co-op mode's really, really cleverly well done. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great game. And I wonder if... To to this question's point, it might be getting a little bit looked uh, overlooked just because not because it's a Nintendo game, but because b- people think of like Luigi's Mansion as like second string Nintendo. Like it's not Zelda, it's not sure. true Mario. Luigi's Mansion is this little thing off to the side, uh, and everyone, who, pl- everyone th- who played it loved it. But I do think that there's a little but I love bit it a- in a
0: different way. Like I love it. I love it in a different way than I love uh, uh, Star Wars. Than I love Death Stranding in terms of like. What it's making me do in the, the cortex is it's lighting up in my brain. Luigi's Mansion, outside of that one boss battle, I never felt challenged
1: in. Yeah, I mean they're very different games. In Luigi's Mansion, I'm battling ghosts, I'm solving puzzles, I'm fighting bosses, I'm doing cool co-op stuff with Guigi. Get I'm to the punchline game. And going. in Death Stranding, I'm trying not to fall over. So, you know, those are those are very different those are very different games. Um, you know, one is one is one is a lot of fun. And the other one is I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> several several hours in now to death stranding as I am in. You ready to walk you, away? My, so I've got my dad visiting at the moment, and I, I had it on while he was like on the couch. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was and he sat down. And he's like, oh wow, he was like, wow, graphics are Beautiful. really good yeah, at video games. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they've really come a long way. And he's watching for me. He said, like, so what's the deal with this game? Like, what are you doing? Like, and I was like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right now, I'm just trying not to fall over. It's basically the most expensive version of Quop that's ever been made. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I I'm going to I'm going to try playing it a, a little bit more, but right now it's not doing it for me. And I love Kojima, and I fucking I hope that he makes video games for the next 50 years and never stops because I love everything that he does. And Metal Gear Solid, and I love the fact that Death Stranding is something that got made. And Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of my all-time favorite games. But De- I don't think Death Stranding is my cup of tea. I understand. It's too boring. That's fine. Um but Luigi's match. I, I got digress there. But no, funny. as soon as he started, Luigi's, Luigi's oh, Mansion Three. Comes. Comes I would say time. Luigi's Mansion Three and Borderlands Three are probably the mo- the two games that I just had the most straight up fun playing this year, and that should count for something. I'm surprised Modern Warfare's. I, again, Call of Duty. I think there's a Call of Duty tax. Like, oh, that's not cool. That's just a big juggernaut game. It can't seriously be the best game. And maybe it's not. But I I, I would argue that it's in the ten best games of the year maybe sure, but the you're top down five. to five right Wait, what so okay. what what What? what's on the short list for this thing
0: game of the year yeah game of the year right now for the game awards is this control legitimate death stranding eh. super smash brothers ultimate eh. resident evil 2 eh. sekiro, sekiro
1: okay yeah sure but not, not, my, not my kind of game but the I outer really worlds good. okay I don't know. I feel like there's some big stuff missing there. Yeah, I think what? Luigi's Mansion should be on the list. Uh-huh. I haven't played Jedi yet, but I don't want to get into that. I know it missed the cutoff, and there's this weird thing that happens. It's a real bummer. That's a it's real a bummer. total bummer. That's Huge bummer. Well. Yeah, yeah. How how do you how do you have end of year? How do you have awards timed in such a way that there's a whole there's a whole area like at the end of November where like some of the biggest games of the years are coming out like Jedi that can't be considered and now have to go into next year. Well, there's no way they're going to win next year because they're going to be considered like, oh, that's that's an old game. We want to talk about the new games. I think it's bullshit.
0: Well, I, hold on. Evan M. writes in to M&M wrote into Patreon.com. into M.? No, no. Patreon? Evan, Evan, Evan oh, okay. M., Evan M. That would have been fucking That would have really. been insane. You can't even Marshall Mathers Can you writes in? Oh, my I God. I love that. Uh, right Patreon.com slash kind of funny game says EA slash respawn had every opportunity to release press copies for Star Wars before the Game Awards nomination deadline, but still chose to release press copies late. My question for discussion is Is this an indictment on what the Game Awards really mean to big AAA developers? That is, the Game Awards don't mean much to them. I believe that if EA slash Respawn played ball with Jeff and the Game Awards, it would have been nominated in multiple categories, potentially even winning. But instead, it has missed the deadline, and while there is a chance it will appear in the 2020 Game Awards conversation, the hype around Star Wars will most certainly have cooled by then. Was this a mistake, or do these Game Awards accolades mean nothing to big
1: developers? I... I think I think they mean something to the developers. Developers love to win awards. I think EA probably doesn't care as
0: no, much. No, I would say EA cares maybe even more than certain devs, right? Like in terms of getting that out there, getting it on the box, doing the thing. Here's the thing: but, is like- but
1: a Game of the Year award is not is not going to move the a game like a, a big Star Wars game like that, which has already got fantastic reviews. Sure, being able to say oh Game of the Year, it's not. I don't think it's going to move that many more copies. Ah, people love slapping that on their fucking trailers. They though, do. They? It's a, it's a nice prestige thing to have. I ju- I just think it's unfortunate and weird to have. Your and I spoke to Jeff Keeley about this yesterday briefly, he, and, and and he pointed out that um you know different awards go from they all have a cutoff they're at different times of right. the year, but if you're going to have a, a a game which is essentially as close to near as damn it the calendar year. Right, we all talk about game of the year in December because the year's over. Right, like we we usually go by the calendar year. Right, and the game awards are eff- effectively using the ca- the calendar year, and yet the cutoff is actually short of that. Right in right in that awkward window when some of the best games of the year or the biggest most interesting games of the year are coming out. And right now, and we've just seen that with Jedi falling between the cracks. Yeah. could EA have rushed out some 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 review code earlier? I don't, I don't know. Death, well, Strand- that's my Death, thing. Death Stranding gets in, which is a game that I would argue would take a lot longer for reviewers to get their teeth into and understand. That gets in, but a week later Jedi doesn't, and now it has to wait but you have to understand, a whole other year to be considered?
0: Death Stranding, remember, we had multiple weeks before. The review embargo was the same uh, right. cutoff as hey, get your nominations in. Not even right. the cutoff of the actual thing. Right. The thing about it, and we've talked about this before on the show, so stick with me if I digress, is that you, Evan starts with EA slash Respawn had every opportunity to release press copies for Star Wars before the Game Awards nomination deadline. Did they? I think. I mean, we've t- w- the joke right is like how broken in certain spots or how buggy uh, Fallen Order is, right? I just
1: think. I, I just think. Look, I understand the commercial reasons why the game why the Game Awards are where they are. Yeah, that you know that that, that the Game Awards are. It's a vehicle designed to essentially make money it's all built you know it, it, jeff decided i don't think jeff is great he's a true believer he's one he's, he's one of us I, I i think jeff is great and i think what what he's trying to do with the game awards is 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 very positive for games putting putting them on a, on a big stage yeah. is as glamorous and glitzy as the oscars or anything else so that that can, that can be a great like storefront to the world for, for 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 games and the games business, but by putting them by by hosting them in mid December, you create this artificial cutoff whereby some of the some of the most. Worthy games of the year because the biggest, most anticipated games of the year come out in that window might fall through the cracks, and we've seen it happen just now with a game that is going to be on everyone else's game of the year list, and we'll probably win a bunch of them, yeah. but is ineligible for this one because the because the the way their cutoff works. Yeah. I just I just think it's something they should look at.
0: It sucks, but I feel like no matter what, where is that cutoff going to be? You're going to have somebody right? December 31st. Yeah. Well, then soon then the game awards are in January. Yeah.
1: But then and, too and, close and to and dice and has, has say, a better but host. Oh, but then there's no. But then, oh, but then other people say, oh, there's no sponsorship sponsorship dollars that's fine just you know just be upfront about what you what this event is is designed to do
0: uh the point i was making before i was rudely interrupted by somebody who loves cats too much um what i was saying is did they have every opportunity because uh, yeah we uh, i've gone through the dates and uh, with you guys before but I also on the other side, remember hitting them up that week being like, Hey, are we going to get copies before the cutoff? And them saying like, we're trying to get you copies for the day of, um, not the cutoff for nominations that Friday. And on Friday when they didn't make it, they sent out an email being like, Hey, we're not going to be able to get everybody copies today, but we hope that what you saw in the preview event a couple weeks ago for three hours, what you played is enough for you to understand the concept where we're going and what this game could be. I do not think to Evan's question, they had every opportunity. I do not think they did. I think they were working on this down to the line. Now, a biologist points out Fallen Order went gold October 23rd. We all know that doesn't fucking mean anything. So wait, so that, You're so the, so, wait, so the system works in like
1: such it. a way that companies can expect to be nominated based on just having played like attended a few preview events?
0: As as you can see with Fallen Order, no. I, when when I got that email, I was like I I will I refused to not, I I liked what I played at the preview and I refused to nominate based on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think like with any, with any legitimate awards, yeah. like at the Oscars, for example, which I guess most people would consider to be the gold standard of awards in any medium, yeah. you know, you fucking watch the film before you nominate it. You don't nominate it because the trailers looked good.
0: I, you're, you, you're getting indignant. Like, it didn't happen. The system works. Like Everybody was like, no, we're not going to nominate that without playing it. Right,
1: <laughs> but, what, but, what I'm, but what I'm annoyed about is how the game came out in mid-November, 2019, yeah, and it's not eligible. Yeah, for the yeah, yeah. No, that's a different Game argument. Awards. Yeah, one hundred percent, That's that's my only argument. No, I hear you. I, I agree. Feel like they should, they should tweak something. Again, uh, uh, honestly, the, the example I gave yesterday is if you look at so, for example, the Game Developers Choice Awards, yeah. which are given out in March for for the previous year's games. Yeah, that gives that gives everyone, all the judges, ample time to play all the games thoroughly. Yeah, think about it, reflect on it, and give a considered opinion. That's all all decent. All, de- all, I agree. all decent awards, all meritorious awards, all legitimate awards have that buffer window between the cutoff and the actual judging, and it, 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 there's no rush to get it done. You shouldn't have to be rushing stuff in to get it, you know, in in there. You okay. do, I mean, you do see movies rushing to get into theaters before the end of the year so they be can they can be considered the for the, the next year's Oscars. But again, that's by, everyone understands that the the year runs from. January first to December thirty first. That's easy for everyone to understand.
0: I hear you, and maybe they need to change it. Maybe they need to move dates. The other, I mean, thing from yesterday's uh, award nominations, right, is the fact that we can sit here and say no one will nominate Star Wars. Smash Brothers didn't have a problem. Smash Brothers is in Game of the Year running right now, right? It is one of the Game of the Year. Right, that's War. the game that came out last December. Came, exactly. So I mean, and Grant, and to Jeff's credit, I think when he put out the email of like. Here's where it's, you know, old hat for so many of us, but here's the uh, categories, here's what it all means. This is the timeline for what, uh you know, or the window for what's here, meaning that he very much called out Smash and I think some other game of like, these games are nominee or nominal. Yeah,
1: where I, where I got confused was there was an initial, Andrea put out an initial tweet that said Jedi's not eligible and it's a real shame it won't be eligible next year either. Yeah. That was later, cl- Jeff later clarified that it will in fact be eligible next year. So I it's, saw- it's, it's not the apocalyptic scenario I first thought where there's a, there's a dead zone, which is also one of the most like hot zone the biggest hot zones for big games to come out like mid-november yeah um where if you fall into that zone you're not eligible for these this this year or next year it will be eligible next year I, I still think that puts it at a bit of a disadvantage Smash Brothers notwithstanding it's going to be up against you know games that are newer and fresher in everyone's Minds again. This is this is why most big I Oscar movies come out at the end of the year. They don't come out at the beginning of the year because they wanted to be fresh in Oscar voters' minds. It's not something they watched a year ago.
0: Here's my thing: is I thought Jeff's response to you was even not less clear, but still not as much of a slam dunk of like it's definitely he was Jeff's response to you was very much like if the judges want it, if the judges nominate it, then it's in. Don't worry, right? right. But to me, it still is that thing of November fifteenth. The release of Jedi was the cutoff. So does that mean all games by eleven fifty nine p.m. on the fourteenth, and then if it came out on the fifteenth, like it's going to be? I think because there's been such a hullabaloo and because I do think Jedi is going to get so many, IG, not I shouldn't say it, IGN noms, GameSpot noms. It's going to be talked about in our Game of the Year discussion for sure, and it's going to win some of these awards. I think that going into Game Awards next year, he'll have to put in there. Like, hey, if you want a nom, if you're going
1: to have a, if you're going to have Game Awards at the end of the year, give everything a chance. Give everything a proper chance to get in. Yeah, that's all. Okay. And again, Star Wars Jedi doesn't need my help. It looks like a great game, and it's going to sell a ton of copies. It's a great game. It should sell a ton of copies. Uh, squad up, time, everybody. This
0: is where one of you writes into Patreon.com/slash/kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in video games. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Jeffrey P. Long needs help on Xbox One. His username on Xbox One is Jeffrey P. Long. Spaces in there. Hey, guys, I need help on Gears 5. I still need to mop up some Tour of Duty medals for Versus mode. So if any of you guys feel like helping slash carrying me through some Versus games, add me and Let's Play Together. If you want to play Gears 5 with Jeffrey P. Long, hit him up on that there Xbox.
1: That's another one on my backlog. My backlog is embarrassing. Gears 5. I guess guess that's not being considered game of the year contender either. No, but it
0: got nominated in there for vocal performance and then I think the action game. Uh, it's time for You're Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash Games tell us what we screwed up as we screw it up. Um, they go to kindofunnycom slash you're wrong. Rocket Guardian says Activision published Sekira, which is technically a From Software game, and they're not owned by any company. When well, we're asking what else they've published. Oh, right. Um, Arx Fatalis is an action role-playing video game for the Xbox and Microsoft Windows, published by Arcane Studios, released June twenty eighth two 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, kebab says to Gary's point, Undertale, a certified classic, missed out on many Game of the Year awards because it released at the end of December, meaning many outlets like IGN and the Game Awards themselves never even shortlisted it for any category. There you go. Game of the Year awards need to be after the year is over. I agree. I hear you, kabobs, and from the other side of that conversation, what I'll tell you is, once you get to January, people really don't give a shit about the last year anymore. You, we, if I, and this is like not on you guys, the audience or whatever, but it's that. Thing as a content creator, both when we were at IGN and now it's kind of funny. And how do you frame stuff? And we're, Not so much is kind of funny. We don't fucking care. You're going to come watch anything because you love us because we're us. But how do you mar- how do you put stuff in a thumbnail and a headline to do it? People want to have those conversations in December. They don't want to have them in no, January. No, I get it. January is when you switch over. To, like everybody
1: wants to be talking the about the Top
0: 25 time. coming this year. Most anticipated. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. But again, you can come watch Dice. Great, great award hosts there. Usually, we'll see it this year. Uh, God damn it. Rocket Guardian says, more of a you're right. Yes, Jessica Chobot is definitely a better host. <laughs> got me. Got, got. <laughs> got, got, got again. I don't care about this. Are you doing the dice awards again this year? We'll see. No, no announcements at this time. Um, there you go. Ladies All and right. gentlemen, this has been kind of Funny Games Daily. This has been Gary Witta. Uh, I want to run you through not only... I've, I know I've already talked about this week's host, but I figure it's time to start talking about next week. Thursday. it's me. Uh, this is tomorrow. Me and Imran. Friday, Imran and Fran, because, of course, me, Tim, Nick are going to London. London, baby. Hit up MC fixture for the community events. We'll see everybody there. We can't wait to see you. Uh, we'll see you at our thing. Community events are community things. However, remember, Gamescast, Thursday, 2 p.m., patreon.com, slash games. Tim, myself, Fran, Imran. However, next week, if you are international, you probably forget it is American Thanksgiving next week, <laughs> meaning that we are actually giving people time off. So it looks like this: Monday, Imran and Fran; Tuesday, Imran and Gary Witta. Have you guys worked
1: together before? Have I? Part- yes, we've okay. done a couple of shows together.
0: And then the games cast is Monday, two p.m. Fran, Imran, and Andy Cortez. Then, of course, we're off the rest of the week. So. I think there's still things going up on YouTube. I don't have the camera in front of me, but this, things are happening. But you know how it is. The normal show's still there.
1: What are you doing for Thanksgiving?
0: I'm flying back from London.
1: Oh or, right, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that sucks. Also, well, I, what do I care? I've seen Thanksgiving a bunch. We won't be doing any of the other morning shows, right? We're just yeah, no other
0: morning shows. So it's just Games Daily Monday and Tuesday. Uh, nothing in the afternoons, or you know what I mean. That I think, but you still get a Games Cast, obviously. But I mean the one from before, and then you also get. Uh, the kind of funny podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, yeah, okay. Oh my god! The kind of funny pa- fi- podcast is Andy, Joey, and Cool Greg. I'm excited to see what happens if you guys burn the down the house when we're not here. None of the none of the founders here Monday and Tuesday. What'll happen? Nobody, I guess, thir- Friday either. I digress. Gary. It's always a pleasure. Do you want to pimp anything? Are you still Twitch streaming? You got more Space yeah,
1: Rocks? Yeah, uh, Wednesday night's my my regular night. I'll be on tonight, 7 p.m. P, uh, Pacific Time, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. I don't know what I'll be doing yet. Maybe playing, a, maybe playing a new game. Maybe playing an old game. Okay. Maybe doing a little bit of both. We'll see. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll be there. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.